This episode is dedicated to Sean. Know that we're thinking about you, buddy, and we wish you the speediest of recoveries. And as always, thanks for listening to us. Yeah, hello and welcome to episode 72 of the Flames Fancast, where we basically take back everything we said last episode. The Flames Fat f- Fadecast, <laughs> where we fade the fat. flames. <laughs> the f- the cast. We're never going to be a fad, especially with views that you had last episode, and I was defending the Flames Listen, the whole time. this team is just really hard to follow <laughs> accurately because it's all over the map. It it's is. like, you know, it's like my early relationships in my early 20s. Like, bing, 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 bing. I love you. I hate you. I'm, I, oh, my God. That's what it's like. That's exactly what it's like. That's true. That's true. Yeah. If I had a dating life, I would imagine it was going to go the same way. <laughs> I was the guy that was always getting rejected. You know, like the guy that you watch <laughs> at the Earl's, like trying to pick up the fucking greeter? <laughs> And you know that he's just, he's destined to fail before he even like approaches her. And you watch this train fucking wreck happening in front of your eyes, trying to have a fucking nice meal, you know, medium rare steak. That's what it's like being a Flames fan. Yeah. Except the Flames are neither that guy or the greeter. The thing is like, at least I put the effort in. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, I, I, I feel like we made, you know... Solid points. And then the, uh, literally, I remember one episode being like, Anderson doesn't score goals. And he scored. But literally the next game, the first player to score was Anderson. Yep. So there, I think that is, that is destiny. And, 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 we, and we, we were ripping on Monaghan. He scored that game too. Monaghan is hot and cold. Okay. And then uh, all that was missing was our growing whipping boy, Dubé, du- scoring, that, scoring a goal that game too, but he didn't. But he actually played pretty good. So, yeah, I mean, look, let's just be honest here. We have the podcast. We are responsible for what we say. It's just two-week it's, segments. It's, it's two-week segments. responding on we what happens in that two the weeks. fucking time to do it every three days like some podcasts. But, but, but listen, this two weeks wasn't exactly we're amazing. It was no, we're better. No, we're we, way we've better. We've shown flashes of what makes us a good team. We're way better than what the last episode was. Yeah, which is fair. Every episode is in isolation. It needs to be treated as such. Yeah. Now, that said, we're obviously fucking thrilled when we win 6-1, 6-0, I don't care. As long as we win, we're happy. But still, okay. I think, I think it's obvious to anyone who yeah. listens, we're Flames fans. We've been around we for want four the best fucking for the, years. We want the best for the team. Yeah. But let's be honest here. It's still, although they've, they've shown these games where they're kicking the living shit out of some of these teams. It's like, there's still like, I'm still on the camp of like, there's really no plan to do anything with this squad that we just perennially just like end up, okay, either so we make I, it or we I don't. I was thinking that this week too, and this is, you know, we always go here, but <laughs> when I look at this, Kachuk is doing a new contract, Johnny's a UFA, Manjipani and Shillington are both RFAs. Where's that money going to come from? Yeah. I struggle to see that. 
Yep. I really do. <clears throat> and, uh, I mean, it's going to be interesting to see what we do in the off season, but <sighs> we have a lot of money. We have over $15 million tied up in Monaghan, Backland, and Coleman. Now, they're, they're good players. They're good players. But is it worth like, fifteen quote, million? Good, go, fifty quote. million dollars. I don't know. It might. It might come back to burn us because. Yeah, that's for another show. Let's talk yeah. about on ice. Okay, you want to start yeah. backwards, or you want to start most recent, or you want to start most. Do you want to most in the past? Do you want to? Do you want to start by the end of the story, which is the last game, and work your way back to the beginning? So the end of the story with, is with the, the St. Louis game. With some points where we go back to the middle. Yeah, well, we'll while we talk about forth, the first game, I, I, I think everybody <laughs> knew after the drubbing we gave St. Louis, they were going to be up for it. And, you know, we're kind of riding a high of two games where we just yeah. kick the shit out of everybody. Yeah. And then we go into St. Louis and it, it is on the uh, it's at the end of a back to back. No, we weren't our best. No, definitely not. I'm not too mad about that one. And no. we, a few things didn't go our way. We came up against a hot goalie. Little surprise Vladar didn't play that one. I don't think he's going to play Saturday either. I think it's going to be Markstrom. Yeah, so. which like I'm okay with, but it, it, I just expected him to be on the uh, anyway. So it, it's it, but it is apparent when the team when Markstrom has an off day, the team just kind of crumbles. Yeah. I I think too, you know, Sutter is just going to do what Sutter thinks is best in the moment. Yeah, and, and if that means playing Markstrom, I think Sutter realized that. Because of the uh, nature of the game, the, the two games against St. Louis in such a close proximity to, mm-hmm. ch- to each other, and the fact that we you know, absolutely kicked the shit out of them at home, they were definitely going to come out stronger, and he, he probably wanted to play his marquee guy. That being said, playing Villar wouldn't have been a surprise either, but I understand both ways. Yeah, I get it. And, I get it. You know, Markstrom's not going not to the All Star game or anything. He's <clears> going to have a bit of a break here. Yep. No, it's um, for sure. We've been on a break since December, and maybe he's trying to play him into some form. Like, there's a lot of reasons why he could be playing. Well, there. the thing is, like, as well, to, to your point, that break, you could tell that the guys are rusty for the first few games, too, right? I really do attribute it's not that the team wasn't good, it's that the team was not prepared. And you can't blame him. When they're sitting at home, fucking doing nothing, they're just on their WhatsApp chat or whatever the fuck they were doing. Like, you know, they're on their spin bikes at home because they can afford it. Like, it's just one of those things. Like, you, you can't... It, you could work out all you want. Everyone who plays sports understands this. You can work out all you want, but the second you play the fucking game, it's a completely different uh, fitness. There's a difference between being fit and being match fit. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And, and so they're getting their match fit back and fitness there's back. There's a reason why in every sport they say mid-season form, right? Exactly. You don't just stumble upon mid-season form uh, in the beginning of October or after a three-week layoff exactly. because of and Christmas in between their New Year's. You, yeah, and there's a lot of uncertain. There's a lot of shit around that, but... Yeah. You know, the game against St. Louis was just kind of one where the result didn't really surprise me, and I wasn't too upset. And it was like, oh, a couple bad bounces went against us, and we came up against a hot goalie, and we didn't play the worst. I, ha- I didn't see us play that. It was like our worst game of the season. No, definitely not. It was just, I wasn't... As a fan, I was like, I don't think we're going to win this one. Just because it didn't of feel like circumstances, it. <clears throat> we didn't, uh, but we didn't, you know, we didn't dial it in either. It, it, I, I'd be yeah. more pissed if I was St. Louis and they showed up like they did when they played us. Completely. Yeah. Yeah, completely. And that was, that was the discerning point for me too. 
I never really felt like we were ever going to get anything out of that game. Even when we scored, I was kind of like, yeah, this is fleeting. Yeah. Because it just, it just felt, number one, they looked a little bit tired. Can't blame him. Number two, it does suck when Marquis kind of off. I can't really blame him either, but... I mean, I watched you know. that St. Louis D. Uh, and you know, they used to be renowned for being super solid, right? Petrangelo, yep. J-Bo, a while ago. This is yeah, a long time that's ago. that's a long time ago. But Colton Perrieco, I can't remember if it was the second or third goal. That, that dive block where Johnny just skates past oh, yeah. him and he's flailing his stick. Yeah. If I was Barube, I'd be losing my shit. Absolutely. I'd be throwing clipboards and water <laughs> bottles. That was awful. He just stood there. He's like, I was bad. But that yeah. was really bad. <laughs> but you know, I, these players know. They know. They, they, do, they do those like skates of shame back to the, yeah. back to the bench. They're once like, you're, I fucked Once up. you're on the ice like that, there's no recovering, yeah. right? No, You've committed zero. to that and you're just... Yeah, zero. So, but hey, opposing teams can do that against us all day, every day. Absolutely. No problem with that whatsoever. But yeah, anyway, that, that game was, that was a write-off for sure. I, I was not... It was, it was such a, like, ah, eh, fuck it. If right? you told me, you know, we'd even split two points from the St. Louis, I'd take it. Yeah. 100%. All I'd day. take that. All day. They're one of the better teams. And so. the, the away game in Columbus, 6 nothing win on the road. Yeah, huge. We looked dominant. We had there the was, most, we set a record for amount six, of shots, Flames record for amount of shots in yeah, that game. Yeah, what was it, like? 60, 60 I think, or 61. 61, yeah. So, I mean, it, but you're, you're getting back to that. My worry is that the PTSD that always comes up for me is you got your Jekyll and Hyde Flames where we have those games, we, we win 6-1, 6-0, 5-1, whatever. We look super dominant. And then all of a sudden, we'll just, we'll just take a shit the next game. You know, Matt, Matthew Kachuk had a quote today. I remember he was like, we get too high and then we get too low. Exactly. We kind of need to level that out. Exactly. I think that was very accurate because I think after these wins, they're like, Whoa! Uh, and they yeah. are good. There's yeah. some really good chemistry going on, and there's some good players. And they look happy together. And they do. They do. And when there are some losses, man, we <laughs> yeah, we look, we, we look, ride yeah. pretty low there. <laughs> so I think just, you know, it, it just, that St. Louis game being an example, when we went down one and then came back one, you never really had the feeling that we were in the game. Never. It was like, yeah, we were having chances, but we're kind of getting stonewalled, and it doesn't really look like anyone's going to crack this code tonight, and lo and behold, they didn't. I think that that's the difference. The next step for this team in, in that maturity phase is, you know, when we're in that tied game in the first or second or third, whatever period, how do we break the deadlock first? And how do we not go down one and then go down two? Because heads start to drop at that point, and... Then it's tough. You can't come back after yeah, that. Yeah, the mountain just becomes a lot steeper. And, you know, we're not having those third-period comebacks like and, we and had we don't, two years ago. We just ago. don't have the leadership on the team. I still feel like having no captain is just... Who, I, there's no real choice, though. I, and I understand that, but that's a... Unless it's a Gio bigger, comes back. It's a big... I hope not. But that's a bigger <laughs> picture issue, right? It's like, how do you... How do you rely on players who are given this uh, kind of equitable leadership role where they almost probably all look at each other and go like, okay, who's going to speak up today, right? I think it's the bottom line guys. Your good Bransons, your Lewis, yeah. your Lucic, your... Uh, I mean, I'm listening to Lucic over, over a Kachuk all day in the dressing room. 
Yeah, I don't. And it's not a knock on Kachuk. It's just more when Lucic looks at me and says something to me, I have a bit of that fear of Lucic in me. And I'm also thinking this guy's won a cup. I think Sutter has emphasized that importance of these players. Like, listen, these guys are, you know, in the twilight of their careers, but that resume means they're winners. And if you want to be a winner, maybe you should heed some of what they're saying. Exactly. And like, if I think yeah. that's a good message to have. But I mean, we're insistent in keeping guys like Lewis and Richardson, right? So like, they got to add good that. Bra- value. I mean, Good Branson and, and Zadorov are keeping. I think Michael Stone might have deserved a chance this year. Maybe he's just not as good as he was, but. I still miss uh, that howitzer of a shot. Good Branson and Zadorov haven't exactly been setting the world alight the past couple games here. So they've been their speed or lack thereof has definitely been getting exposed. Like, and it's not just the speed; it's the reaction time. So, you know, they'll get they'll get caught on their on their post duty. They'll, they'll every cheat. shift kind of looks like a dumpster fire. It's <laughs> yeah. just like how do I? They do a lot of cheating, and it's not on purpose. Yeah. It's because they're just not keeping up, right? So I think they feel like they have to compensate for that and they try to do the anticipation. And then when they anticipate, I'd say about 60, 70% of the time, it's a fuck up. And mostly because, again, they can't keep up with the speed. That all said, I like having them because I still the like trade-off, that. trade-off, right? Yeah, the, the trade-off is that they are deterrent on but the ice. The trade-off and, as well as, sorry, keep yeah, going. Yeah. Well, that's what I mean. It's that's the trade off. That's but all it is. Another trade off is they're keeping, and we discussed this off air, keeping a Phillips out of the lineup. That is that is a bad trade off. And you know how long can you keep these twenty three year olds? But in to the be eight? fair, that it's not on Good Branson's door off. That's more of a Richardson Lewis thing, right? No, no, yeah, I, I just mean that older. Like in crew, general, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Good Branson is door off for keeping Valimaki out, but he has his own problems. Yeah, I mean, you don't take Valimaki should have made right himself now. undroppable like Shillington did. Yeah, you just show by example to the coach, I can do this, right? Don't go to the media. It's, you know, Sutter's the last guy in the world that's going to be feeling threatened by a media interview. He's, yeah. he's, he's the first guy on my list out of all the NHL coaches right now where he'd be like, by you doing that, I'm going to fucking bench you. I don't really care. You want to go to the media and cry about it? I Fuck mean, you. you got <laughs> right? If I'm a player and I look at Daryl Sutter, as a coach, I think, what does this guy have to lose? Nothing. Nothing. And honestly, if you have people like that in your organization, they got nothing left to lose. It's either a really good thing or a really bad thing. Yeah. Because A, they're like, I'm just going to do what I think is right because I, I want to win. Or I don't care because it doesn't matter to me anymore because I've already done it. I think, I think Daryl Sutter them, is the A category. Yeah, yeah for he sure. Is, he wants to win, but he also doesn't have no. time to coddle players. And, but he'll do whatever it takes because he's like, my reputation is solidified. Mm-hmm. I've got cups. I've got the 2004 run in Calgary. People respect me. You know, I haven't done anything to sully that. You guys, here's what I think my, his expectations are very clear. Yep. He comes across as saying, this is what I expect. And if you don't get that message, you're not going to play. And Valimaki just didn't get it. Nope. And he's not playing. And I would, <laughs> you're at that stage in your career where you, you've, you've had X amount of NHL games. You need to be playing in the NHL. I agree. And, and, and if I was Valimaki's parent and or best friend, I'd be like, you need to drop that agent, fucking agent. Whatever. Yeah. No, no. But I would say oh. you need to drop your agent. 
Because if your agent didn't stop you from doing that, he's a bad agent. Straight up. He's a bad agent. And I'll tell you why. Because by doing that, not only did he just push back his career, he's stuck in the AHL right now. This is a guy that should be at least on the top. Like, he should be at least a second pairing defender, right? He's got that skill. He's got that talent. He's got the IQ. But whoever let him do that interview should be fired in that camp, in the Valimaki camp. I don't, I don't disagree. It's just, it just doesn't it's, go it, that but way. But to me, it, it's no different than if you're McDavid's agent, right? And you're not having that conversation. If, let's say the Oilers don't make the playoffs this year. If you're, and they probably aren't. Well, they're on their way. We'll see. I hope they don't. Schadenfreude. Anyway, so if, if I'm McDavid's agent, I would fully expect to have that conversation if they don't make the playoffs this year. Like, dude, you may, like, you've been here for a while and nothing's happening. You need to ask for a trade, right? That's what a good agent does. Has that tough conversation with you and says, you need to go because you don't belong in a club that doesn't have a chance of winning the cup. And you should not be the, the fucking one of two players that can actually fucking elevate this team. You need to be on a team that has a supporting cast that can all elevate the team when you're off some games. Because you look at every Stanley Cup team, I can, I can guarantee you, if you show me that list of teams, I can show you three, four, five players that had very good and strong supporting roles that helped them win the cup too. Yeah. Aside from having a good goalie and good goal you know, score. In, the, in those cup runs, you always notice that unsung hero who kind of rises up. Completely. And, uh, Completely. But Edmonton. <laughs> I mean, Edmonton doesn't have that. Your best defender is Darnell Nurse. That's, that says a lot to me. they're going to be paying $9.5 million next well, year? Well, that says a lot to me. Now, I don't rate him because I just don't think he's that good. Is he, is he a guy that cracks the top two lines in, in Calgary or, or whatever? Yeah, probably. I'm not saying he's not, but I'm saying that that's not your stalwart defender. He shouldn't be. No. Right? They don't really. I mean, <laughs> I mean what is really the difference between him and Shillington? Nurse is a better player. Nurse than is Shillington. a better player, but I'm saying, what is the actual qualities that make Nurse that much better, though? Because they're both speedy. They both add to, uh, add to offense, right? The only real difference that I experience. see is Nurse, Nurse has a little bit more experience, and he might be a little bit better defensively. But, but know, to be fair, I think Shillington's actually stepped up defensively this year. Are you paying that guy $9.5 to not be on your one PP? Right. You know what I mean? That's a lot of money for your stay-at-home D-man. Absolutely. Like, who are you paying $9 million as a defender these days? They're paying that to Nurse. No, I know, but, like, who else? Like, I, you know, I feel like we can name... Hale McCarm would get that. Yeah. He's probably eight, actually. Right. And so, Hedman, I can't say... Adam Fox, I don't know. Yeah, and I can't look at you in the eyes and tell you that Nurse is better than these guys. He's not. Right? So, Edmonton kind of gets into this point where they... They just kind of pigeonhole themselves into these bad contracts for the sake of just saying, this guy's pretty good, so we just need to keep him. Whereas they don't stay picky, right? I don't know. Anyway, enough about the Oilers. I'm just saying, if he, want, if he has a good agent, that agent's going to have that conversation this year, especially if they don't make the Yeah, it'll playoffs. be interesting to see what happens in the offseason, as always, because Treleving's going to have to do some magic with that cap for us. And magic with current assets. Yeah. Right, I don't know if we can move any of those guys, but we'll see. No, I mean, we will see. It'll be an exciting trade deadline, I think. That too, and I wonder if we'll be buyers or just stand pat. 
I don't think we'll be sellers. You're not going to like my answer. I know your answer, but we're not going to do that. No, 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 no. I meant like my answer on what I think is going to happen. We're just going to just steady the course. We're not going to do anything. Oh, stand pat? Yeah, we're not going to do anything. I I think we might add a forward, a depth forward or try to add Well, once again, I feel like we're not solving any issues and adding more fluff. Maybe we go for Geo, man. I know, but that doesn't do anything. I... It yeah, okay, we Darryl do it. Happy. Yeah, sure, okay. But but you're almost solidifying what we think. Not that anyone gives a fuck about what we think. <laughs> 94 listeners seem to, but that's it. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> that was last episode. We had 94. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, I'm giving you the latest I mean, data. You don't you don't know if there, we have more than that. No, well, 94 people listened between the last episode release date and today. Well, I think the controversy of us sounding like we think we suck and we're horrible. I feel like a lot of people would sympathize and agree with that at that moment in time. Don't forget, this is coming off a loss to Ottawa or right yeah. around there. <laughs> that was bad. Yeah, that was awful. <laughs> like, we looked like dog shit. But to be, <clears throat> the irony here is that, like, you and I, are almost like the fan equivalent of how the Flames are whenever they're winning and losing. Like, when they're up, they're up. When they're down, they're fucking down. Yeah, but I mean... It's, that's like it, us. But it's so obvious. Because that loss to Ottawa is a low. Yeah, that's, that's a, low. a low. low. Like, low. right now, you know, those lows are tempered. Like, I, the St. Louis loss, yeah, we got beat handily, but it didn't feel that bad. Yeah. We got a game coming up fast, which is nice. You know, yep. th- th- this, that bullshit schedule in mid-early January where you have like five days off between every game. That was so fucking You're just dumb. marinating on, oh, we lost 5-1 to, yeah. to Ottawa. Oh, yeah, that was bad. But there's less time up. to think about it, right? You know, we played sure. Thursday. Now we're back. We got the Canucks tomorrow. And it'd be nice to, to, to get the W there. I mean, a divisional game, that, that's a big one. So... I, Canucks have found some form under Boudreaux. It'd be nice to, to come out, burn the bar door, barn doors down, or whatever the hell the saying is. Beat Vancouver. That's what I want to do. Beat Vancouver. Did you have anything else you wanted to say on the Columbus game? No. Good game. It was just dominant. I mean, there's nothing really more to add. Edmonton game. Shitty. Yeah. Shitty, for sure. Yeah. It felt like we could have done better. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was just shitty to lose to it was, Edmonton. It, yeah, exactly. It's like, always shitty. If that game, if we had the exact same results and play and everything, you just replaced the team with, like, it just seemed Carolina, like we just I would have been okay them, with just gave, We just gave them chances it, to get in it. Yeah. I don't know. I, and I thought in the first period, we did a good job of isolating, you know, like David and Dreisaitl and all that, but it, it didn't like matter. It seems like we run a bit scared against these guys. Yeah. And we, sh- we shouldn't, some, you know? Some games it does, but some games it doesn't, man. Like, whenever we beat the Oilers, it just seems like we have their number. I can't remember the last time we beat them. Regardless. I don't think it was this year. I guess that's true. But. Beating that, them is fun, though. On that depressing note, yeah. It, beating them is fun. It just, it's this extra, I don't know. It's, there's that extra sting whenever the Oilers beat us, but. I mean, when I look at the standings, I, I have some solace, but... Um, yeah, they seem to lose to everybody else, so... Yeah, like, and weren't they on some ridiculous losing streak before They'd that? They'd lost about seven, six yeah, or seven. Like, I just, they're so bad. Um, 
Yeah, let's move on from that. Well, the division is kind of evened itself out. Vegas is starting to pull away. Yeah. I think in the I think in the end we'll probably finish second and then third is anyone's guess, but I don't think your LA's, your Anaheim's really have the staying power. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, they've kind of they've surprised up until now. Yeah, I mean, Anaheim's just got a young core who's clicking. Yep. So, I mean, LA's I wouldn't just, write any of those guys off. I, I know LA doesn't really have solid any... solid hockey. Yeah, I, don't, I know they don't have any outliers that look really good, but they're playing well. I mean, if you ask me out of the three teams, I'd say our, our success is the most sustainable out of those three. Edmonton being a wild card. I suppose, but... I, I don't even know how well teams are doing in the Central. I to, probably would have said that more confidently before this whole COVID break we had. Yeah. Right now, I'm not saying that bad. as confidently. Yeah, but like it's again. I'm not saying we're bad. I'm just saying that like the consistency feels like it's kind of. I think if a hit. you know if this season shows us anything, if we grow in that consistency for the second half, we'll be okay. I mean, we'll be in the playoffs, and then I just can't. I can't see us getting past Vegas, but uh, no, or any Eastern Conference team. I can see us beating whoever finishes third in the Pacific. Maybe. L.A. or Anaheim or Edmonton or Vancouver, whatever. Maybe. I could see us beating them. I couldn't see us beating Vegas. But that's, that's now. You know, then is a lot different. So yeah, come, lots, lots come can May, change until then. Things could be very, very different. <sighs> Those are the games. That's it, eh? That's, that's it, yeah. Well, Florida beat us after our podcast. No, we beat Florida. Oh, sorry. We beat Florida. Yeah, 5-1. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah we... Uh, we looked real, real dumb after we, that. We looked really good in that game. Yeah, yeah that's where looked, we got called out. Yeah, we did yeah. get called out. That's good. Call us out anytime. Yeah, dude, he called us out. And for the record, we're both totally okay with the boys fading us every single fucking time we rip on them. But in fairness, we are very honest people. And our podcast title says sometimes controversial. So that's... That's not the world's most controversial opinion that we. No, it wasn't. Well, we, yeah, we it's definitely could like, be more controversial. We're heart, not going to do you know? that. Yeah, it's from the heart. All I want is for us to win the Stanley Cup every year. We have raw emotion that we're not afraid to show on this show. Is that so wrong? No, not at all. But be prepared to be called out like we were. Yeah, I mean, we weren't wrong to say what we said, but, but we were... they proved us wrong because Anderson scored immediately. But he was due. <laughs> I mean, come on. Yeah. No goals up to that point. You deserve to be called out. If we wield this power of, of, of like making sure the Flames are successful, the Flames fucking suck. They're so terrible. They'll never make the playoffs again, and I'll never see Stanley Cup in my lifetime. There, fade me. Yeah. Fade me hard. Yeah. Flames fade cast. What do you... <laughs> so after Vancouver at home, we got a little road trip. I think we go to Vegas and Arizona and maybe one other place. And then in February, we have a whole schwack of games at home yep. that are rescheduled for the Olympic break. Uh, I think that run will be relatively significant, obviously, to the, to the formation of our season. But I think it's really time to put a string of wins together at home there because you got a big, long homestand in the middle of February. The Olympics are on. You have to put teams to the sword in your home arena. And we've played a, 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 a crap ton on the road. This is a chance to have, Matt, it's like seven or eight games at home. Yeah, it's insane. Time to 
you know, win six or seven of those. It'd be nice if the, the dome gets opened up for 100%. That would definitely help the, the boys, but... That would be nice, too, when um, they serve beer. But, yeah, that, too. I, I don't understand that. But it would be good to put the sword right on the neck of all these fucking teams that come here. Because it's home ice advantage. We should be better here. Yeah, we should like, be. No matter what. We, we need to be. Yeah. You need so, to be. Yeah, it needs to be a fortress. Absolutely. The dome needs to be a fortress. And it, that it, our road, we can't rely on a road form, I'm afraid. No, we can't. And, like, again, it does help having fans there. So it is. You know, in February being a big month, too, because at the end of February, early March, you got the trade deadline. And you, I think you want to be in a position where you're, you're looking at the playoffs and saying, okay, I'm going to finish in second or third, possibly first, maybe. I don't know, but I don't think... It seems like a stretch. Yeah. Right let's not forget Vegas has Eichel coming back for what that's worth. But I think we, we want to put ourselves in that good position and just regulate the emotional highs and lows and see what we can do about putting pucks in the net. Yeah. How, how about that for analysis, little, hey? A little, little bit Imagine steady. that. Let's be obvious here and state the obvious and continue to be obvious. And We need to be steady, Eddie, and win. Yeah. I mean, if you take 60 shots, six goals is good. Yeah. I Just like score that. score goals and win. That's a 90%. Do you, sound, do you feel like you sound like a Sportsnet announcer right I, now? I do, yeah. Yeah, let's just... I, I never knew that taking shots equals goals. Yeah, I, I was saying to you, we were watching that game. I'm like, sometimes they might just guess because you see that shot and they're like, what a save. I'm like, I don't, I don't think I don't that was think a that save. Be, yeah. Yeah, it's that was just close. a miss. Yeah. yeah. Not close. But that was a deflection. And they're like, deflected. <laughs> Deflect- oh, <Yeah>. <laughs> save. <laughs> you know, the funny thing is that like when you watch like with my background, like Turkish soccer, when the commentators fuck up, they actually double down. They'll be like, oh, it's a corner. And it's not a corner. And they're like, it should be a corner. <laughs> <laughs> and then it's goal kick. <laughs> they and don't do they, that in hockey. And then they show the replay and they're just quiet the whole yeah. time because you know they saw it. They're like, oh, fuck. They just look yeah. at it and they're like, I think that's a penalty. Yeah, Is it a yeah. pen- I think it's on yeah. Calgary. No. 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 It should be a penalty. Maybe. I should don't know. Be. It's not. They're going for holding? No, it's, it's slashing. <laughs> oh. Yep. I mean. Yeah, we're too. We're too uh, what can yeah. you do? What can you do? I mean, uh, all things considered, decent season so far. So far, so good. Um, again, we need a plan, late, later episode, but I still think the way we're planning our future is we need very a poor. We need we a plan. I still think we're void of a plan. And I only say that because my plan would be, how do I get a team to win the cup? It just doesn't look like that's this team. It just it doesn't have the right ingredients, in my opinion, uh, outside of a really good goalie. And the wild card there is that Markstrom has to be consistent in the playoffs. Yeah. Where, at least for the last couple months, Markstrom's kind of given me a bit of that, like, there's, there's a bit of that weakness in that armor of his, right? Like, You know what this team's not short of, though? I mean, I know we were talking about this off air. And... Assistant captains? <laughs> we are short on leadership. <laughs> But I don't think for the playoffs we're short of that dark horse candidate. Because there's a number of players I could look at on this team who could step up. Monaghan. Uh, Coleman. Coleman. Mangiapane. Lucic. Even Dubé. Yep. All of these players could all of a sudden come out of nowhere. And I do think we have a lot of dark and Lucic, horse candidates. Lucic had that, don't forget, in the last playoff run that we had, right? Like He was the only one that actually played. 
That was Sam Bennett too. And Bennett, yeah. Oh yeah, no, but, there there was um a Winnipeg one. Yeah, and then we lost to yeah. The fuck we played. But again, like Lucic, Bennett, like Bennett, we almost expected it at that point, right? It was yeah. like you're a playoff guy. Yeah, but so it could be. You're right. I hope you're right. But I just, I still don't. It'll be interesting to see what happens come trade deadline because yeah. I know the Oilers already made a move. They got Kane. Yeah, that's surprising. The rest me. of the year, I, I did not expect that. I mean, I would take a punt on him. <laughs> I guess for four but... months, you can't. Cancer doesn't grow that fast. I know, but doesn't that <laughs> doesn't that mean that you don't have a plan when you take a punt on a player? I think it means you have a plan. I don't think so. I mean, if Edmonton. What is Edmonton's plan is to build around McDavid. They just do it awfully. Edmonton's plan seems more obvious than ours. I know, but like, put yourself in McDavid's shoes, and now Evander Kane got signed. Yeah. What are you thinking? I'm thinking they're trying to win. We're signing a good player for low money. I would have been like... We're giving a second chance. You know, it depends on that lens. Yeah, he's a crazy lunatic. I know, but the funny thing is Kane's actually... He can be a very good player. He's a great hockey player. Yeah, he just... There's just to, all that other baggage he, that comes with He's got with a lot him. of baggage, yeah. yeah um, all that other stuff that comes with Too him. many stories about him in Winnipeg. But, I mean, and, I, I feel like that's mitigated because the deal's so short-term. I suppose. I mean, like, how toxic can you really be in four months? I, I suppose. But, man, like, if I'm McDavid, I'm going, like, okay, why can't we get, like, someone that's solidified, who has a reputation of, like, helping teams, like, make it far? Because that doesn't happen in January. That either happens at trade deadline or in the offseason. And they got Zach Hyman. Okay. I mean, they're still losing. Yeah, they are still losing. But they're good. they can lose, man. Well, they don't have a goalie. They can go fuck themselves. They, they don't have a goalie. They That's do. They have Mike Smith. Yeah. Good point, Tyler. He has two wins all season. <laughs> My point again is that they don't have a goalie. He came off injured reserve and then got injured again. He played like a game and a half. I don't, I don't take any joy in hearing people getting injured, but it's like... His body's done. His body's done, he's I done. think. Yeah. yeah. It's, and he's also signed for next year, too. Don't forget that. So he's potentially a horrible contract extended. Well, he's only got one more year, but... Still. They get out of the Koskinen deal this year. Yeah, he's not good. No, he's, he's done, but... Yeah. Um, Whatever, man. They're, they're fools. Fuck them. Fuck I don't... cares. You know? So, but I mean... But, it, like, it... We'll see. I just look at it from the lens of like, if I'm a fan of a team that's, you know, taking on punts on players, like, I don't know. I, I, I'm, I'm the opposite of you. I just feel like that's not any type of vision or plan. I, I, to it's me, a, it corresponds with what they're trying to do. To me, it's a lottery ticket. Yeah. Like, which sure. is what they're trying to do. Sure. But like, if I'm at a point where it's I'm... a gamble worth taking. I know, them. but like, I'm, I'm buying lottery tickets in my personal life if I'm desperate. Outside of taking 19 jobs. I mean... Right? The risk-reward on Vander Kane is huge. I get it. I get it. I get it. But it's like, I feel like you're not instilling any confidence on the players by taking these punts. Especially on a guy, unfortunately, that has a history of, you know, destabilizing dressing rooms. Yeah. Again, I feel like it's worth it because of the short term. Because at least when the Bulls signed Dennis Rodman, (laughs) they knew... They knew that he was a fucking handful. They knew it. But he was the best defensive player of all time. I will fight anyone for that. Sure. Right? No, but, like, Kane still didn't have, like, any type of, like, even in his prime, what was Kane really known for? He's playmaker, scores, like, he's kind of, he's strong on the boards. He's a good hockey player. He's a good hockey player. But he wasn't, like, 
the best of something. No, right? I mean those guys don't. I feel like to be that kind of level of the best, you're not. You don't have these. Well, well, some do, but problems. Yeah, most don't. I don't know. I, I, I guess I, the question really to you care. would be no, but okay, but the question to you would be if the Flames did that, if the Flames got Kane, right? Would you be happy with that? I yeah, I would be. I would say it's probably well because we've gone through the you know whole. What? Fucking, I'd probably be completely neutral because I'd be like. This dressing room finally looks like it had some chemistry together. Yeah. It's a risk that we destabilize that. But the reward of him making chemistry, let's say he's that right winger we've been crying out for. Yeah. That looks good. I suppose. Yeah. That looks really good. Or it's risk reward. And if you're asking me if I was GM, would I try to do it for the two point whatever million he signed for, I probably would. <clears throat> because, you know, good players like that don't come uh, along that often. <laughs> Switch me. fucking McDonald's over there. <laughs> I just got all choked up talking about Evander Kane, clearly. I mean, like, and again, to be clear, I, Kane is a really good player. I just, he's a dressing Yeah, I understand. Problem. I mean, I'm, I, if I had, I'd be like 51% yes, 49% no. So I'd be the opposite. I'd be 51% no. Yeah. 49% yes. I'd be like, ah. <sighs> Because my, my, my main concern, should. it would be like, our dressing room is volatile as it is. I just don't want I don't that. even think we were in the mix. They weren't even considering. I don't think so. This is just more of a hypothetical to you because I just want to understand. Yeah, you don't have to worry the, about us. We'll, we'll go out there and give some 30-year-old UFA a six-year contract yeah, at like, $6 million, We're no strangers so. to giving a bad contract. So We'll probably sign Claude Giroux <laughs> as a UFA. And Philly, I would love Claude Giroux, will sign. Fucking Goudreau. We all know that's happening. <laughs> Amazing how well these guys are playing in contract years. Gotta love it. Yeah. Good Gotta timing. love it. Good timing. But I'll take it. Goudreau's playing prime Goudreau, and I'm, I enjoy every single time he gets on the ice. He's a really... It's fucking fun a, to watch, man. He's the best player we've had since Aginla. Yeah, easily. Far and away. Easily. He's a really good Well, Fleury was player. good, too. Since Aginla. Yeah, sorry, since again, like, you're right. Do you know Chrono- math? Chron- and English, I guess. <laughs> Fucking, if you're going to insult me, insult me properly. Okay, go look in a mirror, you'll be insulted. <laughs> <laughs> I think we'll leave it there, hey? Yeah, it's a good one. So we, we're sorry about the, well, we're not sorry, but. Thanks for listening. That's what listening. we're thankful yeah. for. You know, it's just a chance, as always, I say this every episode, but to talk about the flames is such a privilege it's such a treat and man. you know that you know what fucking show to go to when the flames start sucking you, you're gonna hear an epic fucking rant <laughs> by either or or by both thanks so much for your patronage as always we love it wherever you are have yourselves a wonderful morning great afternoon or good night thanks again go flames go bye bye